Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Eric Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're talking about The Deal, the first episode of The Deal. Now, I know many of you have watched it, and thank you so much for all of the positive comments. If anybody hasn't heard about this, this is our first reality TV-style show, which you can watch on demand at thedeal.co. And we have just released the first episode. Of course, a new episode is releasing every single Wednesday night. Now, just so you know, if you haven't watched it yet, no spoilers are going to be revealed in this episode but we want to go through some of the technical details that came up on the show which there's just not time to cover so we want to discuss them on the podcast but just introduce first Andrew before we get into those the structure of the deal what happens on the show who was pitching okay think the dragon's den meets development so basically we've got developers that come and pitch their properties to three deal makers being myself Slade Hocking and Linda Forsyth and at the end you need to get two of the three deal makers to say I'd like to do a deal and not be out of the deal to be able to get them to opus to then recommend these as investments to investors and generally speaking the properties aren't available because by the time the episode airs, we've already recommended them to investors and they've all been picked up and so they're not available for people watching to actually purchase. But it's quite interesting because these are all turnkey properties, which is what we talk about on the show. And I guess the big thing, Andrew, is we have had so many people ask, how do you go about actually finding properties and how do you go about deciding which ones are what we call investment stock and which ones are just, you know, more run-of-the-mill ones that are perhaps more appropriate for owner-occupiers? And that's what we're trying to get across in the show. And I think the key messages are that there are more things to look at than just the plans themselves. And there's more than a, dare I say it, Andrew, I hope you don't jump across the table at me when I say there's more to it than just looking at the numbers as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose the other thing that people hopefully will learn are some of those thorny questions to ask developers. So walk us through, just set the scene for us. Who was the first developer within this and what were they pitching? So the first developer that came on the show was Vinny Holloway from Brooksfield. And Vinny's actually one of my old business partners, so I knew he could take a few fiery questions from the deal makers and so he was pitching some two bedroom plus study townhouses in Christchurch which were pretty unique. And the reason they were unique was a couple of things. First of all, what he likes to say, the style from London during the Great Fire of London. So they're two-storey and they're all painted different colours. And when you watch this, you'll be able to see that they're what I call licorice all sort houses <laughs> or lollipop houses because they're all different bright painted colours. And they appear to have flat roofs and no kind of what we call eaves. So one of the big questions that Slade, the Sovereign of Sales, talked about are suffetes, which would stop water getting into the home. And you're probably thinking, okay, what's a suffete? Well, that's probably a lot of people who watch the show were asking. So a suffete is the same thing as an eave. So if you think about a standard house that you know a five-year-old might draw at kindergarten or a four-year-old might draw at kindergarten, you've got the box, the main house, and then you've got the roof on it. And if you look at most roofs, the roof goes over the walls of the building. In a triangle. In a triangle. And it goes over the sides of the house, so they overhang. I I just had to say triangle because Ed's at the moment doing triangles with his hands. That's right. (laughs) And so these these overhangs, these eaves, these suffetes stop water from running directly down the walls of a property. It means that if rain is coming sideways against the property, that the water is not getting up the wall and then into the attic. 
Now, these properties don't have suffetes. Oh, they right. appear, when you're looking at it from the outside, as if they have got just a flat roof. And so this brings up questions about their weather tightness, about whether they have the potential for a leaky home. And there was a, quite a big discussion about this. So we just want to go over, you know, what was actually happening that the developer was talking about. So... Because they looked very flat, we were thinking, okay, maybe there's some potential for leaky buildings. Now, Vinny talked about two things. First of all, he actually had a scale model of it, and he flipped it up for us, and we could see that the properties have a sloped roof. So if rain is coming down onto the roof of these properties, the roof is sloped so that it is all sliding back to the back of the property, which then has a gutter at the back. So all of that water gets dispersed out into the appropriate drains. The other thing that was mentioned, Vinny mentioned quite briefly, what's called a flashing at the front of the building. So at the front of the building, there is a join between the roof and the front wall that goes out to street. Now, if there wasn't something here, there could be the potential for a weather tightness issue. But what he's got is what's called a flashing. And for anybody who isn't Kyle Brooklyn, the building inspector, <laughs> you might not know what a flashing is. Sure so, I do. They're at the cricket, right? That's the only reason you go to the cricket. <laughs> no, no, no. A flashing is a type of impermeable material. So, you know, plastic, something that's waterproof, something that rejects water, and it will be bent around anywhere where there is joining, where there is a potential for, for weather tightness issues. The, the way that I know about them is actually because of solar tubes. Do you know what a solar tube is? Yes, I do. So a solar tube, for anybody who doesn't know, what's is... That, what's that got to do with flashings and how you know about them <laughs> is my next question. Because I once did some work for the company that does solar tubes. And is there only one? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. They're the and only people supply. who can distribute solar tubes in the country, a oh. company called Home Tech. Oh. I, then I have one of those solar tubes on my roof of my house. So if anybody doesn't know about them, they're actually a great product, which is like <laughs> a... Now text you, make sure you use your code, Opus. No, 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 no. They're a great product, actually, which is if you don't want a skylight, they are these tubes that go from the roof and they take light and they reflect the light all the way down and they can bend the this tubes. This is not what I was thinking at all. No, they bend the tubes to take kind of daylight into hard-to-reach places within your home. So if you've got a hallway... So what, you've just got a hole, like a tube coming in the side of the house and it's got a... No, no, it'll come down the roof. But like right, and it just reflects it in. Yeah, so you just have like a, like, a, like a hole like in a ventilation or something. Yeah, no, so you'd have a hole on the roof yeah. and the roof with a dome and yeah. the dome collects the sunlight and yeah. it reflects it down this very reflective tube, the most reflective yeah. material in the world, <laughs> and it reflects it down into, say, a study or a hallway or a kitchen. So if your rooms are quite dark, you can collect sunlight from the roof, pipe it down into the in the right room. As Turn long as on the light switch. No, no, you don't. You don't always want uh, artificial light. Okay. So anyway, I know about flashings because of that. <laughs> because when you <laughs> deviate, deviation. No, the reason is this: great product, by the way. You should go get one. Make sure to use your code. And what they do is people would get worried about, oh, okay, so you're going to cut a hole in my roof. Yeah. Won't there be some weather tightness issues? No, 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 no. Because you put the solar tube in a flashing which would hold the kind of dome and the structure of the solar tube. But then if you can imagine a cylinder, which then is kind of the whole plastic, then goes out and is spread across the roof, which would go around, you know, 50 square metres around it, so that then you'd put the tiles or whatever you've got on your roof um, on top of it. God, this is a very <laughs> long explanation. <laughs> 
Right, so what were we talking about? The deal relationship. <laughs> the idea is that because it's one piece of material, that water's not able to get up and into it. So if anyone was talking about that, there's a flashing <laughs> at the front of the building that kind of connects over or goes over where the roof and the wall connects such that water's not able to get in there and therefore you don't have weather tightness issues, which answers the question. God, sorry, that was a very long explanation. Right, so let's talk about some of the other things that we're pointing out. Point, uh, sorry. This is actually quite interesting, Andrew. Thank you for being so dismissive. What if you're you're you're, you're, you're not so emos. not so nice personality traits that I know you're working on with your therapist. <laughs> I don't have a therapist. I don't need one. I'm it's happy me. with all my imperfections. So some of the it was quite interesting actually at the deal premiere. There were some interesting things that were pointed out that I don't think that you and I were quite aware of. So for instance, there were three different deal makers. Obviously, you look at it from an investment standpoint. Linda looks at it being a property manager who's come on the show is looking at it from a can we rent it and is it going to be attractive to tenant standpoint? And then Slade is looking at it from a different point of view. What is that? So Slade is just interested in the exit. So I'm looking at the purchase, I guess, and, and the longevity of the investment in terms of the numbers but Slade wants to know at the end is there going to be a market to sell this property and what about this property is going to get you a higher price when you sell it to an owner occupied when you're finished with that renting out that property I suppose and it's a great perspective to have because it's all well and good for the numbers to work today but Let's face it, we're all doing this to make money. And you can only make money if you can actually liquidate the investment at the end and get a good return then. And so, again, going back to kind of why we're doing this, it's really important to think about all of these things when you're actually assessing whether or not something's a good investment or not. And not every investment's for everyone, but for us to give the endorsement, it has to meet at least two of the three key criteria. And it's quite interesting as well, just some unique things about these properties. Obviously, the colours the lollipop or licorice all sort of colours are quite interesting. That's something that's quite unique about this specific company, Brooksfield, that they do have quite different designs. When you look out at the market, you see a lot of the same stuff out there where they're designed quite similarly. They're in a kind of modern style, but there's nothing unique about them. And certainly one of the things that is unique about Brooksfield is that they do have these heritage homes. And so when we've recommended them to investors in the past, I certainly know this is something that people have found quite appealing, that they don't look like every other new build townhouse out there and I think that's something that Slade has been looking at in this one when considering whether to recommend them to investors or not and I think that is the interesting thing so those are probably the main things I wanted to cover in talking about this specific episode but just talking about the deal more generally Andrew we've had a couple of questions from people asking things like how did you get developers to actually agree to come on the show because oh, we are pretty you, tough yeah you have to trick them into it you can't you can't just lure them in straight off the bat because they're all a bit nervous I think when when we hit them up Kenyon Clark for example didn't didn't want to come on the show I think he thought it might have got too hot in the kitchen for him um, there was an interesting one actually Andrew I'm not sure if I told you this so we had Invite the developers to come on the show and we talk about it. And, you know, we'd let them know what they're going to be in for. But I think because we hadn't released the trailer when we brought a lot of the developers in, they didn't know how hundy we were going with it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think they knew how, like, that we had hired out a two-storey space, a professional shoot location. There are five cameras there. Yeah. They walk up and they are staring at three people who are staring back at them. And it's quite nerve-wracking for them. And in fact, one one developer we had on the show, because we mic them up and we say, radio, you stand out there, get your makeup done, sweet blood. 
blah, 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 blah. It's, like, it's quite a process and we record everything. And David, our videographer, says to me, oh, there's a great moment where I've got the audio where there's one developer saying to his other one who's out there, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I, I, can, I can feel myself sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that developer's listening to the podcast, by the way, Ed. <laughs> um, it was a good one. But actually, to be fair, uh, uh, that wasn't probably the most uh, nervous of the developers. We had one that froze up a number of times. We had one, I'm very sad about this, we lost the footage, I'm sad to say. We had a technical glitch and we've lost the footage, but he was so upset with the outcome of his presentation that they weren't going to let us release it. And so they were letters back and forth from our lawyers. Anyway, that, that's all stopped now because, because we don't have the footage. But yeah, we would have released it otherwise. And also around the scripted side of things, not at all scripted from the developers side of things. They get a brief on what they you know should have in their, in their presentation, what they should include and, and not worry about. And as for the deal makers, this is completely our just normal grumpy selves. Yeah, definitely. So people come in, developers come in, they pitch. Most of the time, I think there's probably only two or three who have been really, really prepared. Yes. The rest kind of just come in and wing it. And so you do see on the show their unscripted reactions. They get unscripted questions and you get to see those reactions. So it's And will, it's there, really be a, cool. will there be a walk-off? You'll have to watch all of the episodes to find out. So if you haven't already, go back and watch The Deal. You can see it now at thedeal.co. We're really really excited about this and every Wednesday for the next six or seven weeks you're going to be able to sit down at 7pm and start watching the deal. Go to thedeal.co, pop your details in and you'll be able to be reminded every time we release a new episode because we are very very excited about this. Now make sure you tune in tomorrow too where you're going to go through unintended consequences. We're going to be talking about the new tax changes and four different scenarios that could occur unintentionally because the law has been introduced or these Tax changes have been introduced. So that's going to be coming out tomorrow. Make sure you tune in because it's going to be a really great episode. Of course, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show. It really helps us get the message out to more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve Knight. And I'm Andrew Nichols. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.